Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to the EcomOps podcast. My name is Norbert and today I am talking about the founders of Kanga Coolers. So really great product. I've been on their website and uh, well, you get really in a good mood to visit the next festival with their product. So I really love it. <laughs> Hi, Teddy. Hi, Kyle. Nice to meet you guys. How's it going, man? Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. Bright and good. early, ready to get the day started. Yeah, yeah, mine is just closing. So um, <laughs> you, have, you have something to do, guys. So tell me a bit about yourself. Um, what, what, how, how came the idea to make such a cool cooler? Well, we were we were both in a class project at university, and um, we had to come up with the answer to a problem we faced every day. And in college, we realized that one of the bigger problems for people our age was warm warm beer so we saw we saw a bunch of people carrying around at least in the u.s you can purchase a 24 pack of beer 12 pack of beer and people are pulling out individual 12 ounce cans and throwing them into koozies we're asking ourselves why is there no like koozie for the actual case itself because the beers are getting warm and then you're putting them into an individual neoprene sleeve to keep them cold while you're drinking it. The systems like seemed rather backwards. So lo and behold, uh, our founder Logan came up with uh, that concept when he was a junior in college and I think junior going into senior year. And then uh, we all jumped on and we have a team of about eight guys, uh, some interns, some full-time, but we're rocking and rolling now. That's great. Uh, Who is your typical customer? Uh, Really anyone that drinks beer. I'd say the beer market. Luckily, we have a pretty big target audience, so we're able to hit a lot of them. If you like beer, we like you. Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, in, in Austria. We are a beer and wine country. So for for us, it's perfect. Um, I've seen also that that you have Coke on the website. So not just talk about beer. Um, it, it also worked with Cokes, as I see. So that's uh, that's nice. So um, how did you first get into e-commerce? Uh, yeah, I guess that's where I come in. Uh, mm-hmm. So my brother actually kind of got me into the whole e-commerce space. He works for a uh, company out of college. They did uh, temporary tattoos called a uh, Momentary Ink. So I was lucky enough to intern there for three years at an e-commerce company. And just kind of, you know, through that, I picked up a lot that I didn't even really realize I was picking up at the time. But now, you know, Myself being in more of a econ exec role, it's really helped and you know helped build me in that space. So that's kind of my background in e-commerce. Ted, you wanna? Yeah, I mean my background in e-commerce. As his brother got him into e-commerce, he got me into e-commerce. We were both um, we were both 
friends, I guess my freshman year of college and his sophomore year. And we kind of became friends over coming up with ideas and trying to start businesses together. And um, Kyle had an understanding of the e-commerce route. I had an understanding of just, I guess, the brand building and brand development side of a business. And so uh, we realized when we applied those two together, um, that you can create a pretty like dominant e-commerce store that people will want to come to, not just to buy a product, but also just for an entertainment factor. Yeah, makes them feel. Yeah, something. you see that you see that on your website. It's very entertaining. It's a real great uh, piece of website. Um, I've seen that you've been uh, a Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah tell a bit about that. What was the uh, experience? How, what did you learn, and how did it go? I mean, it was it was quite the experience. It was uh, an unbelievable opportunity, especially to have it the age that we were able to go on. I believe the oldest member of the team was. 22 at the time maybe 23 and me myself I was 19 years old so uh getting to go up there and pitch to some of the biggest named entrepreneurs in the U.S. was really cool and so um we were actually we we went in there we were extremely prepared knew had our pitch down had gotten drilled by professors at Clemson we did a mock-up shark tank and when we got in there, we were just ready to go and we were in and out in about 15 to 20 minutes. And one of the <laughs> fastest deals in the history of the show walked out with a handshake with Mark Cuban and, uh, nobody dropping out. So it was probably the best experience oh, wow. we possibly asked for on the show. Perfect. This is really great. Uh, we might link, there's a video online, I think, right? So we want we want link the video to your pitch later on uh, in in the blog post if this is possible. Absolutely, um, that link. Nice, nice view. Um, what's your current ecom stack? What's your tech stack? Yeah, so uh, we do a lot of things. I mean, obviously, we have just the. You gonna say something? No, no, I was just trying to block the play. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have, you know, the typical marketing things where we have, you know, our Clavio hooked up to our Shopify account, um, an SEO manager, all of our pixels are managed through uh, APIs. And then, you know, a couple of like simple page builders, but really we try and keep it light. We try and keep our store fast, which is something that we've seen actually, you know, really help our conversion rate is the speed of our site. So we try and keep it really as light as possible. Our, uh, something interesting that we do that we're actually trying to, trying to get away with, but, uh, is we separate our wholesale and direct to consumer, uh, channels. So we have two separate sites. So obviously we have, you know, our tech stack on our wholesale site is a little bit different from our tech stack on our direct consumer site, just because of the things that we need. And it's actually, you know, it's been nice from the standpoint of inventory management and um, inventory management and just, you know, keeping the site fast. But yeah, we, we have a good bit of apps, but we try and keep it light. Okay. I'd say, uh, to build off of what Kyle said, um, we have two sides to the business. One is wholesale, uh, retail, like 
B2B and we have our, we also have our direct to consumer side. So we actually have two e-commerce uh, platform, like two websites. So we can target different audiences when we're running advertisements. So we can target wholesalers and like large buyers directly through our wholesale website. And then we can also target just individuals through our direct to consumer website. So having both of those areas has helped us like optimize our company, like and our efficiency, having like half the company essentially working on the wholesale custom embroidery side of the business, getting the product out there in bulk to these retailers, whoever really wants it. And then we're able to sit back on the other side and grow the brand and have like the, um, just basically oh, connected. How, how are those connected? So you have two stores and, and, and of course you have one inventory somewhere. How, how is that connected with each other? So how do you know that um, if, 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 if a large order comes in that you have enough stock for the, um, for the website, for, for the B2C? So we actually, we set aside inventory on the front end. So once we get a PO and a purchase order in, we look at it and we set aside a certain amount for retail, a certain amount for uh, direct to consumer. And then what we do is we manage all those orders through ShipStation. So from there, you know, we have the two different, I guess, groups of inventory flowing through the same system. So then once it gets to ShipStation, we're able to um, kind of back check it and look through our main inventory list and say, okay, we set aside this much for here, this much for here, and kind of, you know, manage that from ship station. Invoicing and all this kind of uh, stuff is done directly in Shopify, or do you have any other software attached to that? Um, that would be, so ShipStation is, you can get it through the Shopify app store, but we manage it through the ShipStation, I guess, dashboard. So, ShipStation is a third-party app, but it's still, you know, connected through Shopify. Okay. Um, do you sell on other channels than the Shopify store? Uh, yeah, we so we have our Facebook store, Google Shopping, and then Yeah, and then, you know, hopefully we'll get into Walmart as well since that whole Shopify-Walmart uh, partnership. And what about Amazon? We have, so Amazon is funny because Amazon is something that we've been looking to get into, but right now we're still such a small team and I manage kind of our entire digital, you know, presence. So the uh, Amazon, you know, we're just not ready. We don't think we're ready yet. We don't have the manpower to fulfill a channel like that because it is kind of a beast. Yeah, absolutely. It's a real beast. <laughs> when, we get, when we get into Amazon, we need to be ready to scale. Ready yeah. to scale fast. Yeah, so, we want to do it right. Yeah, exactly. We could get into Amazon now, but we would prefer to go into Amazon when we know we have the resources and the back end to basically optimize that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how, do, how do you do the shipping? The shipping? Is it uh, done by yourself or have you a warehouse um, and you send the orders there or? Yeah, yeah we, got, we got interns. We got interns that come in every day and uh, everything's hand shipped as of right now. So cool. it can be, uh, 
it can be in anywhere from 45 minutes to two and a half hour, three hours worth of shipping every morning. But uh, if we're cranking away, the interns are uh, going to have them themselves a day pretty much. So it's a great product to ship. It's uh, light white. So you don't have too much to think about box sizes or something like that because it's a textile uh, that you that you uh, ship. Exactly, and it already comes compressed and like folded down. So like getting it anywhere is easy. Yeah, that's cool. Um, how do you ensure the customer experience across the channels that you sell? Probably more of a question for you. You're better at customer service than I. Ensure the customer experience. Tact up Sky and the support guy, support the marketing, right, Teddy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I bring people in and make sure they don't get pissed off. Um, basically, we uh, we track all of our uh, like I guess responses from social channels and our website directly through um, Hootsuite. So. Uh, From there, like it basically takes all of our messages, compiles it into one list. And what I've been doing is uh, I just utilize the features on that uh, on that website and app and set up automated responses. And as well as what's that thing we just installed? That uh, hello? Yeah. Yeah. Help desk. Yeah. And we just installed hello. It's like a help desk for the website. So um people can hopefully answer questions that they're like asking all the time without, because it gets redundant. You know what I mean? You can only copy and paste and answer something so many times, but with automated features that allow like like allow responses to commonly answered questions just through AI, it's made all the difference. Like getting back to our customers in an extremely like fast manner. The, the, the biggest support request you get is, uh, I got the package, but the beer is missing. <laughs> We have gotten that one before. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at some of the questions that you get asked. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that, but uh, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Okay, so what role, if any, does automation play for you at the moment or maybe in the future? At the moment, automation is huge. All of our like all of our emails done through automation, and a lot of our advertising as well. Um, we actually just switched to, over to a uh, new advertising firm based out of uh, Philadelphia, and their uh, big thing is all automated bid management. So you know, from the advertising side, we're starting to get way more into automation. Email has always been a huge, you know, automation channel for us just because it's so easy to automate. And then uh, moving forward, we, you know, really want to get to that Shopify Plus status. We, uh, we got one more tier to go. But once we're able to get up to Shopify Plus, then we'll be able to automate our store, which is something that's really exciting to me. Uh, But yeah, automation is huge for us and it's definitely something that we look to continue to utilize in the future. That's great. And what are your goals for the next 12 months? The next four months? 12? 12, 12 months. A year? Yeah. Well, 
It's a great question. Yeah, I'm just I, trying. I'm just trying to think. I'm right now. I think we're both looking at each other, trying to think about what we're allowed to say. <laughs> we just don't want to say anything. That we're <laughs> well, I think I think it's quite hard to say because of COVID, um, with this, this coronavirus. Uh, because um, your 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 target audience is, um, of course, people that go to festivals, that go to uh, events, to sports events, and so on. And there is too much um, that is not running at the moment or is this, this a problem for you do you do you see that in sales it's interesting we actually we actually saw a bump in sales from covid and I think yeah really yeah, yeah we're one of the rare we're one of the few breeds and i think it's because everybody wants to keep track of one what they're drinking and what they're putting you know their mouths on and two you know there's not much else to do when you're in quarantine other than drink so, uh, go out in the parks or in the garden. Exactly. Just get out, grab a 12 pack and go hang out, you know, with your family in a field. Somewhere. Yeah. We have, drink, drink beer. Yeah. We have noticed that our sales are tied very closely with the sales of alcohol. And if alcohol sales are doing well, we're typically in pretty good shape. Nice. That's really nice. Congratulations. Um, just fortunate. Blessed to, <laughs> to be in this position. <laughs> Great. So um, I have a last question for you guys. Um, this is this is always my, my last question. Um, who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? This guy. Kyle's yeah. taught me the most about e-commerce in my career. And uh, he's got a higher power that's taught both of us if you look at it that way. <laughs> yeah. And mine would be mine would probably be my brother. Yeah. Like cool. Fair. And do, do you do a lot of research also on Google? How what you could do or do you listen to blogs or podcasts? Um yeah it's it's funny. I'm I'm not formally trained in any way. That's yeah I I would say my brother and then you know podcasts, blogs, YouTube videos like Probably that a little bit more than my brother. Don't want to give him too much credit. <laughs> That'll go to his head, but definitely. You, you shouldn't send him the link. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have to let him hear it. He's got to find it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, utilizing online, you know, classes, courses, videos, whatever, just to see, you know, one, see what's going on in the industry, and two, see how I can, you know, improve my skills and ultimately create a better store. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time, guys. It was a great interview. I've learned a lot. So when I went on festivals in my early days, um, I'm already 40 years, so the time is over. <laughs> I, I put the cans into a plastic bag and put the plastic bag into a refrigerator. And uh, then I took it to the festival and I had the other cans that I had was uh, just from the, from the, just cold. Yeah. And when those got warm, I picked out the ones from the refrigerator that got already, um, yeah, <laughs> in a nice temperature to drink them. Uh, you improve that way. So um, it's, it's, it's really great. So you can take away and go to a festival, have cool drinks there. Uh, with with the casemates, so this is really a great product, and um, yeah, I, I wish you best, uh, all the best, and a lot of success. Um, take care, guys. Well, we appreciate the time, Norbert.
Yeah, I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. Hey, bye bye, guys. Thank you. Cheers. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.